As free agency is just around the corner, we all know that the Lakers need to improve on one thing in particular, and that is their shooting. So obviously this offseason, Rob Linka and the Los Angeles Lakers front office are going to be targeting some free agent shooters. So tonight on the podcast, we are going to be breaking down some of the best unrestricted free agent shooters that are available. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Laker Hand podcast. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. I am Laker Hand, of course. I am joined by my favorite co-host the one, the only Laker dad. Dad, this was a topic that a lot of the Laker fam actually asked me to do, so it's going to be pretty good. We have a little bit of a a list here of some of the top free agents, uh, and let's just kind of jump right into it. The first one, Dad, is a guy that I know you like a lot, Wayne Ellington. Well, Hannah, Laker fans will remember that Wayne Ellington was on the Lakers for a year back in the 2014-15 period. Those were really the dark days for the purple and gold, so it was a very forgettable season. But Wayne Ellington was a good shooter then, and he's even a better shooter now. He has bounced around from team to team, but wherever he goes, he's a deadly three-point shooter. He's 33 years old now, Hannah, uh, but he shot 42.2% from three-point range last season with the Detroit Pistons. And, you know, um, people have been talking about Wayne Ellington to the Lakers the last two or three seasons. Uh, It hasn't happened yet. Could it be this offseason? It's definitely an interesting thought. You know, obviously he is a little bit older. Um, like you mentioned, bounced around from team to team. But, you know, 42.2% from three, that's pretty good. And he's a guy who's not going to cost us a lot of money. So he could definitely be uh, kind of a one of the guys to kind of fill out the roster in terms of adding some shooting on the team. But, you know, another guy that kind of stood out to me that's going to be an unrestricted free agent dad is, is Otto Porter Jr. Uh, he's 28 years old. He's a career 40% uh, three-point shooter. So that's that's pretty good. Hannah, of all the people we're going to be talking about tonight, Otto Porter Jr. is the high-risk, high-reward candidate. Uh, A few years ago, you might remember, when he was with the Washington Wizards, he was thought to be an up-and-coming star. He was a great three-point shooter. Uh, but unfortunately, the last two or three years, he's suffered you know, injury after injury. It's really robbed him of much of his NBA career. But if he's healthy, if he's healthy... Uh, he might be a good addition to the Lakers. I mean, he could, you know, if he gets back to former form, I mean, he could even compete for a starting job potentially. But, you know, again, the risk because of the injuries is pretty significant. But still, a career 40% three-point shooter. He's only 28 years old. You know, uh, are the Lakers willing to take a, a shot with him? We'll see. Yeah, it's interesting because obviously, you know, the three-point shooting is there, a good three-point shooter. But, the injuries. Obviously, we know the injuries really took a toll on, you know, our Lakers this season. So I don't know necessarily if the Lakers are going to want to be taking that risk, but definitely an interesting prospect. This next guy, uh, kind of interesting. He's a forward, though, but Doug McDermott. Dad, 29-year-old forward. I don't know if the Lakers necessarily need a forward. I think if uh, you're going to be picking out, you know, some of the shooters, you'd want to kind of focus more on point guards and shooting guards. But still, career 41% from three. He was shot 39% uh, from three last year. So another interesting, you know, potential prospect. Average 13.6 points per game. So that could definitely help us a lot as well. Well, Hannah, if Kyle Kuzma is gone, as a lot of Laker fans are expecting, and we don't know about Markeith Morris. He really fell out of the rotation late last season if those guys are not back the Lakers are not going to have anybody to back up LeBron James and and uh, and Anthony Davis uh you know McDermott uh is a very good three-point shooter you know that's the one thing he does that's what he's known for he's always been known for that he's pretty consistent and uh you know again 13.6 point per game last year he can play either small forward or power forward 
Again, not an exciting prospect, but a good, solid three-point shooter. Yeah, and I think with him, the biggest thing is going to be, you kind of hit the nail on the head there, is what happens with Kyle Kuzma. And um, obviously then if they're able to kind of bring back Markeith Morris. Because again, if they don't have those two guys, then maybe he would be a nice addition. But if they if Kuz escapes another season where he's a not traded, which I don't think is going to happen, then, you know, I don't necessarily know if the Lakers are going to go for him. But still, you know, an interesting prospect. But this next guy, Dad, he's kind of a guy that I think would be a pretty good prospect for, you know, the purple and gold. That's Tim Hardaway Jr. Only 29 years old. Uh shot 39% from three last year, but also averaged 16.6 points per game last year. Yeah, Hannah, of all the people on our list tonight, I mean, Tim Hardaway Jr. was a very crucial part of the Dallas Mavericks' success this last season. He was a starter. He played significant minutes. Um, And, you know, the problem with, with his role on the Mavericks is he was counted on to be the number three option behind Luka Doncic and, and Porzingis. I'm not sure if at this stage Tim Hardaway Jr. is a legitimate three, uh, third option on a really great team. But, man, he's a good player. I mean, he is a good player. He has the potential for being a starter. He's a good three-point shooter. You know, I think if if Tim Hardaway Jr. is interested, I, I think he's a guy the Lakers have to give some thought to. Yeah, I actually think he would be a great addition to this team because, again, he's just one of those guys who can come in and, and shoot the ball. And that's exactly what the Lakers need. You know, they need guys who they can, you know, pair up with AD and LeBron. They don't need to really handle the ball too much per se, but they just need to be able to come in and knock down those three-point shots. And that's exactly what Tim Hardaway Jr. does. So he's an interesting prospect. Um, and, again, only 29 years of age. So, so not too old, but, you know, definitely has enough experience under his belt so he's a guy that I think so far out of all the guys that we've mentioned on the list he's probably uh ranking in at number one out of the guys that we've mentioned so far but we do have a couple of more guys uh the best for last I think we're saving but this next guy is Norman Powell uh he averaged 17 points per game last year he's a career 38 percent from three-point range which is still really good you know I consider any player that shoots 35 percent and above a good three-point shooter so 38 percent from three uh three-point range last year and also averaged you know 30 plus minutes so He's a guy who plays a lot of minutes. He can come in and really kind of help this team scoring-wise and three-point shooting-wise. What do you think of uh, Norman Powell, Dad? Yeah, you know, Norman Powell is a very good player, Hannah. Another a guy who could potentially, I mean, I I don't know about on the Lakers, but he's a starter-quality player. He played with Toronto and was traded to Portland last season, was excellent with both, scored a lot with both. He had some big games when he went to the Portland Trailblazers. Uh, you know, he's a good player, Hannah. He's a good player, and, you know, I don't think he takes as many three-point shots per game as some of the other players we're talking about, but but he's a good three-point shooter, and uh, I don't know. I mean, he's a, a solid player. If the Lakers could get him, I think it would be worth thinking about. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. Now, these last two that we're ending with, I think are, are probably our, you know, top choices. Um, they've both actually been... Los Angeles Lakers before. So let's just kind of jump right into it. One guy actually in particular helped us win the championship. Well, didn't really help us, but, you know, was on that championship team, Danny Green. You know, I know Danny Green didn't necessarily play that well for us, um, especially in the playoffs, in the bubble. He did struggle a bit, but there's no denying that Danny Green is a great three-point shooter. Um, He averaged 40% from three-point range last year. And, you know, Dad, you and I were kind of talking about Danny Green, and it's interesting because 
he's kind of one of those guys where it's like he's always on a team that wins. He's always on a winning championship team. And we saw that with the San Antonio Spurs, obviously the Los Angeles Lakers um, this past season with the 76ers. So he's always on good teams. And again, he's a really good three-point shooter. The biggest question mark with me and Danny Green is how much money is he going to want the Lakers to pay him? That's the question mark. Well, uh, you know, Hannah, I actually, people might laugh when we first mentioned Danny Green's name, but I'm not laughing. I I wouldn't be stunned. You know, uh, the reality of the situation is Danny Green won uh, a title or two with San Antonio. He won a title with Toronto. He won a title with the Lakers. He didn't win a title this last year, but he was very good player for much of the year. He unfortunately had some injury problems, but when he was healthy, he played very well for the 76ers. His three-point shooting was up to 40%, a little higher than he did when he was with the Lakers. And, you know, Danny Green just wins. That's the bottom line. And, you know, I think it's kind of popular to bash the guy a little bit. He was not that bad with the Lakers. I thought he had a pretty good season. I think he didn't quite meet expectations, but it's not that he was bad. And he's a good defensive player. I don't think he has quite the quickness that he once had, but he's very, you know, savvy and and, and makes a lot of steals and uh, he's a good player, Hannah. I, I wouldn't be stunned. And again, you're right about the salary. He's made a lot of money in his career. Uh, you know, this is a different story. He's 34 years old now. You know, maybe he'd be willing to take the veterans minimum just to have one more shot at a title. You really think Danny Green's going to take the veterans minimum? At age 34? I, I don't know. You know, uh, I, I don't know. I don't know, Hannah. Maybe, maybe not. Uh, he, you know, does he want to come back to the Lakers? Can LeBron James talk him into doing it? I, I don't know. Um, I just think that uh, what what at first blush sounds like almost a joke when you mention Danny Green, I don't think it's a joke. I I, I wouldn't be stunned if it happened. You know, I think if there's any team that he would go to and play for for the veterans minimum, I think it would be the Lakers. Um, I think he really enjoyed being a Laker. And, you know, I don't want to necessarily just start you know drama. I don't know this for a fact, but I don't think he really loves playing for the Philadelphia 76ers. Um, I know he recently made some comments that, you know, the fans can kind of turn on you pretty quickly. Um, And so, you know, I think if there's any team where he's willing to kind of take a little bit of a salary cut, it's definitely the Lakers. Um, And again, you know, Dad, I think if... The price is right. I think definitely got to give Danny Green another look. Now, our last guy and probably the top guy, although it may be a little controversial, um, is Lou Williams. Obviously, Lou Williams is a great three-point shooter. He's been, you know, sixth man of the year for the Clippers. Little controversial just because he was a Laker, you know, a few years back. He went on to play for the Clippers, be a really big part of that team. Like I said, was sixth man of the year. But, you know, this past season shot 44% from three-point range uh, when he went and played with the Atlanta Hawks. Now, obviously, maybe that's because he's getting his his Lou Williams lemon pepper chicken wings every night. But still, you know, 44%, good Lord, you got to give him a look. You know, Hannah, I mean, we forget the fact Lou Williams was very good when he played for the Lakers. I mean, the Lakers, unfortunately, were in this you know, mold at the time where they were trying to get a bunch of young assets. And so they didn't want to pay a lot of money to Lou Williams. Although ironically, Lou Williams has never signed a giant contract. And, and that was the ironic thing. I mean, for what they he ended up paying him on the Clippers, the Lakers should have kept him. He's been six man of the year three or four times, I think. And, um, you know, he still showed when he went to Atlanta last year and they made a deep playoff run. He was very instrumental. You know, when Trey Young went out, 
I mean, he was the guy. And, you know, we all know that Lou Williams can score. score. I, I don't know that he's great on defense. He never has been. But he can sure score, and uh, you have to consider it. You definitely do. And, you know, the Lakers really need some scores. They need guys who they can reliably come on count to come in the game and just knock down that three-point shot and that's exactly Lou Williams game you know dead like you mentioned not maybe the best defender per se but in terms of scoring I mean doesn't get quite much better than Lou Williams to be honest with you so it's definitely going to be interesting uh to see how this all pans out but you know dad we kind of listed a lot of guys here do you have a top guy or are you just kind of saying you know listen the Lakers gotta get some shooters all these options sound good. It's just going to kind of be, you know, what, what price is right. Because I really, too, believe that this offseason, the Lakers are going to try their best to add another star on this roster to pair up with AD for the future. So I don't know if they're going to have a ton of money to really go out and spend on these shooters. So I think it's just going to kind of come down to uh, is the price right for most of these guys? I think you're right, Hannah. I, I To be honest with you, I mean, there's there's no one guy that jumps out at me here necessarily. These are all... You know, as I said, these are mostly guys coming off the bench. The one exception to that, two exceptions, are Tim Hardaway and Norman Powell. They probably have the talent to start on some teams. You know, I think any of these guys would be an upgrade shooting-wise over what we had last season. I mean, the Lakers really had nobody coming off the bench who was consistently knocking down outside shots. And we didn't mention Ben McLemore, who was on the Lakers last year. You know, some people have questioned, you know, should we bring him back? He's a streaky shooter. We saw that last year. He had a couple of games where he, you know, was knocking them down, you know, right and left. But for the most part, he was underwhelming. So, you know, I don't have strong feelings about Macklemore. You know, if he came back, I wouldn't be stunned. But I, I don't think he brought much to the team other than the scoring. And as I said, the scoring wasn't great consistently. So... Yeah, no, I agree with you. I think obviously the Lakers know that they have to prioritize getting some better shooters. Raw Palenka already said it. So I'm sure he's going to do so. And I'm sure he's going to give a pretty solid look at all these guys that we mentioned. So I think that's going to be it for tonight's show. Again, thank you so much to all of you who asked um, and put a kind of a reference in for me to be doing this topic. It's a very interesting topic. It's also obviously something that the Lakers need to really look to improve on. So it's going to be kind of interesting to see what happens if the Lakers do add one, maybe even two of these guys if the price is right of course so again I am curious though out of all these guys I listed who do you think the Lakers are going to maybe pick up who do you want them to get or do you think maybe we left a a guy out that you think will be a better fit you can let me know you can message me on my Twitter my Twitter is at Hannah underscore Kulik and my Instagram is at Hannah Rose Kulik until next time Laker hand and Laker dad are out bye everyone